Hello, it is week 11 of the NFL season, and you're back with Outside Information Podcast. How's it going, guys? Let's let's just do a quick hello. Uh, let's go say hi to Luke. How, Luke, how your, how's your week going so far? Week's going well. The uh, exam and the paper are done, so we're home free. Perfect. Speaking of that, uh, Peter, how are you doing today? You know, uh, my paper and exam are coming up, but that's all right. Uh, you know, excited for some Bears football after not having it last week. All right. And then Mr. Adult Dan, <laughs> window papers and exams in the rearview mirror. How, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I've not done a paper or an exam in a very long time, but I also am excited for Bears football this week after the bye. We Perfect. could not lose last week. This is and I just want to, I, I, I'm doing well, and I feel like I got the spirit of the Lions-Steelers game correct last week. I know we will all have ties for the rest of the, the rest of the year now, which kind of hurts my, my mind. It's very unesthetic. It is. But we can get into that game in a little bit. Let's start with a Super Bowl of the past rematch. I know that's that's what I thought when I saw this matchup. I immediately thought 28 to 3. And, you know, that could be the final score of this game. I want to talk about the Patriots a little bit since we're all in, we're all in agreement here. I'm going to throw this to Dan. Uh just let's let's talk about the Patriots and their chances in the AFC, maybe the AFC East too. Just go ahead and and do you think they could win that division? Do you think they're real contenders? They've been coming on strong recently. Yeah, I mean, they've been playing their best football over the last few weeks. Um, they're, you know, definitely peaking at the right time. I mean, it's kind of hard to believe, but, you know, they're only a half game back in the Bills in that division. So um, I, I think at this point, you got to say that there's a chance that they win that division. I, I still think that the Bills win it, but I, I, I can't say that there's no chance that the Patriots are able to win that division, especially because how they've been playing on defense. You know, they've been playing great. Um, so I, I definitely think that they are able to win here against Atlanta, who's coming off an absolute blowout loss. So um, I, I think the Patriots and Atlanta has to travel here on, on Thursday night. So yeah, I think the Patriots get it done. And, you know, with the as crazy and mixed up as the AFC has been, you know, why not? Why not a team that plays great defense? So, um, yeah, I, you know, I definitely think the Patriots uh, have a chance at division. And either way, I think they make the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I think I think they're a lot, probably a lock for a playoffs at this point. If you look at the teams underneath them, all kind of crumbling around them. I think you know we can get into that a little bit more in Cincinnati and Las Vegas a little bit down the road because that's that's a big game in terms of playoff potential. But let's go on to the next game because we got some we got some hometown bias in the room right now. I, I just logged on. I put my picks in real late today, and I was like, I was like, this can't be this can't be right. Uh, obviously, I'm not picking the Bears. I'll let someone talk. But this is Ravens at Bears. And Luke, you, you three are all on the Bears. What about the Bears has has inspired you to pick them over the Ravens? Or is it something wrong with the Ravens? Well, I'll kind of give the overview and I'll let Dan and, and Peter go into kind of the more, you know, the matchups or the, you know, minute details. But I'll say this, the Ravens have, you know, as bad as the Bears have been in the last few weeks, the Ravens have played shaky football as well, getting blown out to Cincinnati, then barely, you know, taking everything they had to beat Minnesota in overtime and then, you know, being held at 10 points against Miami last week. So, you know, this is not necessarily a team that, uh, you know, I'm necessarily too too afraid of. I think, like I said, the Bears, uh, you know, need to improve, but I think the bye week helps them immensely in, in that regard. And, um, you know, let's hope that they're that they're able to get some more creative play calling out there. 
um, against a, a really, you know, a beatable opponent at home, you know, noon game. Um, this is kind of the make or break, you know, the season. I don't know how much is salvageable, but I think, you know, this game could be the difference between, a, you know, an eight and nine finish or, a you know, four and 13 finish. Absolutely. And, and we'll throw it over to Peter, you know, to get out on this too. But yeah, these teams are both, you know, fighting for in one aspect, in one way or another, you know, their playoff life with the, the Ravens in, in a tough, close division, uh, fighting for the fighting for the head spot. That that division's up for grabs right now. Um, but go ahead and, Peter, say your bit on this game. Well, I don't quite think the Bears are uh, really in playoff contention anymore unless they string out a couple, you know, straight here. Um, but I think they are, you know, maybe playing for some jobs, some, you know, roster spots, et cetera. Um, but yeah, kind of like what Luke said, I'm not, I haven't been super enthused by what I've seen about the Ravens last few weeks. You know, we saw them lost to a, uh, you know, not great Miami team last Thursday. Um, you know, a lot of things went wrong, but, you know, the Bears are coming off the bye. They're getting Alec Ogletree back, who I think, you know, has been pretty good. Um, filling in an inside linebacker. We've seen, you know, Danny Trevathan, who we love, but is getting kind of old. You know, you just see him beat on, you know, certain plays. Um, so it'll be good to have him back. Hopefully some of the other guys like Cleo Mack and Akeem Hicks are back. Um, and then Tevin Jenkins, you know, the um, second round draft pick um, who's been out all year. You know, let's see if they slot him into the line somewhere um, in his first game of the season back. You know, coming off the bye too, um, you know, I almost wish the Ravens pulled out the win against Miami. So, you know, maybe they'd look past the Bears a little more. But, uh, you know, obviously they're worried about winning now. Um, but I think the Bears, extra week coming off the bye, I think uh, I think I'll take the Bears. All right, I think that's enough from the Bears fans. I'll just say a piece on the, on the Ravens, as much as it hurts me to do so as, you know, an AFC North rival. But, I mean, this team, if you look down the roster, it has, you know, their offense is way better than the Bears. Coaching staff probably way better than the Bears. Definitely way better than the defense. Bears. Obviously, the Ravens' defense has struggled. Um, you know, the the Ravens not the best defense. They obviously they, they didn't let up so many points against the Dolphins, but they struggled offensively against the Dolphins. I just I just think that, like Peter said, you know, I agree that if they had lost, if they had won against the Dolphins, maybe I could see this game being a little bit closer. But I think this is going to be a game where this last ten days they're coming off a Thursday night game. Has been there been absolutely drilled uh, by by Harbaugh, and I and I think that's this is going to show, and I and I think four and a half is a kind of a slim line in my opinion for this game, uh, but we'll move on because we we're just talking about them. The Bills are playing host to the Colts, and you know, like we said, the Bills have lost lost that firm grasp they had on the AFC East here, and uh, they're looking to secure it. Obviously, they handled the Jets, you know, like anyone would, and. Actually, we, we can talk about the Jets more because I, I picked them in a couple games. Um, so no, I think the Bills are I think the Bills are good. They're number one in in point differential. The Patriots being number two. And I think this I think these games are must wins for them down the line to win the division. And I just think they completely out outman the Colts. Uh, Peter, if you want to just say uh, not Peter uh, Dan, if you want to say a couple just words about this game real quick, um, then we can move on. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the Colts are, are are a little bit outmanned here with, you know, Buffalo. Um, I, I think it's just more complete. You know, that nine to six loss in Jacksonville a couple weeks ago, I think it's just a complete outlier. You know, that stuff happens, you know, in, in the NFL. Um, I, I think closer to who they really were was last week against the Jets. 
Um, as for the Colts, you know, struggled a little bit against the Jaguars last week at home, um, but that seems to be a common theme among the, among, uh, the AFC here. But um, yeah, I think the Bills kind of find their form and, you know, I feel like I've said this a lot this year, but if if the Bills are going to be an actual contender in the AFC, you know, you got to beat the Colts at home. And, and I think they do that. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, 100% I agree. They, they've got to they've got to be able to beat these teams at home. OK, but let's move on because we've got the Browns and the Browns <laughs> are, are a pretty confusing team to me. And Luke, you're smiling. I, I want to get your feel for the Browns here because I think they, in my opinion, they've had some of the weirdest games in the NFL. They're now five and five. They're in the cellar of the AFC North. Like, what is happening to the Browns this year? Just go ahead. Like, is Baker Mayfield, like, he, he's not getting a contract anymore, right? Yeah, I think they've been largely plagued by injuries. They have, you know, I've been a big Browns truther this year. I said at the beginning of the, you know, week one, I thought they were going to go like, you know, 12 and five or something. And I guess it's still going to happen if they rattle off seven in a row here to close the season. But uh, no, I I like them in this game, you know, against Detroit, obviously it's Detroit, but uh, it seems like, you know, Chubb's back. I think they're going to start working Hunt back, you know, this week um, into the mix, maybe, maybe next week. you know, we'll, we'll have to see, you know, Baker's planning to play. Um, he's had his own injury struggles. Um, I think when healthy, you know, this defense is is really, really solid. And you look at, you know, the great work that Greg Newsom has been doing uh, in the secondary and, you know, and Anthony Walker, you know, at linebacker. But, uh, you know, and, and not to not to, you know, not shed light on Miles Garrett and the rest of the D line. But, you um, you know, I, I, I like them here. I don't know about the rest of the year. I mean, they, you know, they've got, you know, a weird kind of uh, schedule Easter egg where they play the Ravens twice in a row, um, you know, and, and they have, you know, they got to go to Green Bay. I think it's a relatively favorable schedule for them. You know, I, I, I could see, I could see them going, you know, five and two or six and one the rest of the way, um, but they've just got to play a little bit more consistency. And, uh, you know, I'd be really interested to see, you know, how they can get back on track against, uh, you know, a Detroit team that's pretty down for the count. Yeah, I mean, that Detroit team, I don't know if you guys were watching the Steelers game uh, on Sunday. I, I watched the tail end. I, I was working uh, in the middle of it. But I mean, that like Jared Goff is going up against Mason Rudolph. And basically, it was who, who they were trying to lose. Like, it looked like I think the announcers at some point said, does anyone want to win this game? And I, I can honestly say, like, it did not seem like it. Um, so, you know, I have no faith in. You know the Lions. I, I don't have a lot of faith in the in the Browns. I feel like eleven and a half is a very big line here uh, for a Browns team that allowed forty five unanswered points to the Patriots after an opening touchdown. I mean, it, it, the the Browns with Baker hurt, you know, or hurting. I guess you know he's playing and he's he's not. It, it's really concerning to me. And you know, Case Keenum is not going to get it done. So we're all on the Browns here, and, and let's move on to uh, the battle of the AFC South. The Tennessee Titans coming off of a bye week, if I'm not mistaken, playing host to the Houston Texans. And we're all on the Titans here. Peter, why don't you, you know, speak a little bit to the Titans. They're in the first seed in the AFC, Uh, you know, obviously missing Derrick Henry, probably trying to buy time for him, I guess, at this point. So, you know, let's just let's talk about, you know, forget this game. It's a 10 point line. Talk talk about like the Titans and and your thoughts on their future for this season. Well, yeah, I think, uh, like you said, this game is 
pretty obvious. Uh, Titans won six straight, and Texans have won lo- uh, lost eight, six, no, lost eight straight. Yeah, so it's just hard to, uh, you know, pick anything but that result right now. But, um, but yeah, I think I think the Titans are looking good. Obviously, they'd want um, Derrick Henry if they had the choice. Um, I think that's going to be a big loss for them, obviously, um, because, you know, they're running him like 30 times a game earlier this season. It wasn't like, you know, uh, 15 carry running back like some of the other teams around the league. Um, but, you know, I think the pass game has developed enough um, where it's not quite as big of an issue, you know, Julio has been realized a little bit, um, you know, after a little bit of a slow start. So I think they can make the noise. Obviously, they've got the best record in the AFC right now, so it's hard to discount that. I wouldn't necessarily call them, you know, the AFC favorite, but, you know, it's hard to deny the results. I do want to clean up real quick. Uh, the Titans beat the Saints last week, so actually a pretty big win, uh, you know, inter, intra, inter-conference uh, play. Um, yeah, so they, 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 beat, they beat the Saints. Uh, the, the Trevor Simeon led Saints led up 300 yards passing to Trevor Simeon. I'm not sure uh, who the last team to do that was, but you know, not, not the most, not the not the most comforting. But uh, okay, let's let's go on. And this is uh, this is an interesting one. And this one I'm I'm definitely gonna throw to Dan first because you know he's the Green Bay Packers expert. We you know we we've all we all agree. Do you think? Th- I feel like this line's pretty thin. Um, you know, obviously the, the, the Vikings are coming off of a, a, a pretty good win against the Chargers. Um, but, you know, what what makes you think or maybe you disagree that this game is going to be a two point game? Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't practice with a toe injury and, and Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams has been a little bit banged up. But, you know, I assume both of those guys are going to be healthy. I can't imagine them missing this game. But um you know, I, I, I'm a little bit surprised by that line as well. I, I, I think Minnesota obviously had a great win last week uh, in in Los Angeles against the Chargers. But, you know, I just kind of chalk that up to that's the NFL and that's what happens. And, you know, the Chargers have kind of been so up and down this year. You know, one week they look great and then they lose a game like this. And I don't think that's really indicative of, of who the Vikings are. I don't think they're that good of a football team. Um, and Green Bay last week, you know, got the job done at home. Uh, shutting out Russell Wilson for the first time in his career. And it it pains me to say it, but the Packers defense has been playing great lately. You know, you look at the last few weeks, I mean, the last month or so, you know, played great against the Bears, played great against Washington, played incredible on Thursday night against Arizona, played really well against the Chiefs without Aaron Rodgers, and then played great last week. You know, it's 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 been the defense that's led them. Um, and if they're going to make any noise down the stretch and into the playoffs, it's going to be because of that defense. And I certainly don't see Kirk Cousins being the one to crack that this week. Okay. Um, okay. Let me just ask a question to Luke real quick. Uh, you know, kind of a future question. Are are you are you ready to say that the Packers are, you know, the best team in the NFC? Let's just let's put that question. Because you were obviously a Cardinals truther. So. I, yeah, and I think I still am. I think obviously when you lose the most dynamic player in the league right now with Kyler Murray, I think that that certainly takes a big hit. I, I think the Packers are certainly, you know, up there. They've been playing the best football certainly in the, in the NFL. Um, you know, over the last you know several weeks, you know the the win streak that they rattled off. Obviously, Rodgers is out, and you know they they. Uh, lose kind of a rock fight to the Chiefs that, you know, that perhaps uh, should have been even more of a of a blowout. But 
Um, yeah, there, you know, there's, there's something about Aaron Rodgers in November and December that, you know, pains me to my core. And I think, you know, the Packers are a hundred percent a top two, uh, team in the NFC right now, right now, they've got the number one seed, I believe, uh, sitting at eight and two, um, you know, it's I, right now it's their conference to kind of lose and their home field advantage to lose. So I don't think that that happens. I don't think it certainly I don't think it starts this week. I think uh, I've got him as my super cover this week. Uh, so minus eight against Minnesota, who I just can't figure out on the Minnesota end of things. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, I think we've talked about the Vikings you know, throughout the season as, you know, kind of an enigma, a team that just is underperforming its roster talent by far and. You know, I do think that they're on the same tier as teams like the Chargers, maybe like the Falcons, these teams with, you know, star-studded, you know, rosters on paper that are just, you know, not exactly executing as much as you'd hope they would. Okay, um, next game is the Jets playing host to the Dolphins. You three on the Dolphins. So, Peter, I'm going to have you talk about the Dolphins, obviously coming off of a, a big win against the Ravens. And... You know, they're going up against the Jets with their third string quarterback, so or fourth string quarterback. So, uh, you know, tell me why you're on the, the Dolphins, if there's any other reason but those that I gave. Well, you know, I, I think Miami, you know, looked reasonably impressive against uh, the Ravens. Obviously, it was a pretty sloppy game, but I think, you know, Tua, you know, made some plays when he needed to. I, I think that was kind of impressive. And I just don't really know what to expect out of Joe Flacco for the Jets here. You know, if you, you know, put up some vintage Joe Flacco numbers against a uh, kind of weak Miami team, you know, it'd be pretty crazy. I don't think it's necessarily out of the question, but, um, you know, I think it's more likely that, you know, he's a little rusty. So I'll go with the Dolphins here. I was just a little surprised yeah. that, you know, he got the start over Mike White because I didn't think it was like that crazy for Mike, you know, what Mike White had done. And, you know, he's, he's been slinging it out quite a bit and, you know, that said, I, I you know, definitely, I don't think the pick would have changed either way for me. Miami, you know, obviously beat the Texans in a little bit of a slugfest. And then, you know, last week against uh, the Ravens. So they, they've got two in a row going here. So, uh, you know, I say the momentum keeps going. Yeah. So here's my, I mean, Joe Flacco, to be fair, you know, he got put in in the fourth quarter of that last, of last week's game. Mike White, obviously zero touchdowns, four interceptions against the Bills. You know, Bills have a good defense. But Joe Flacco came in three for three, 47 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he, I mean, it was, it was at least a comforting sign going into a game against the Dolphins, who, you know, kind of the corollary to what we're talking about with the Ravens coming off of, you know, they're going to be looking ahead more, you know, like, you know, now they're revved up to, to win because they lost to the Dolphins. And I think part of it is the Dolphins you know, are, are going to be maybe resting on their laurels. You know, they got a big win. They're going to come in cocky. You know, the Jets are a terrible team. The Jets have been able to make noise against good teams. Obviously, they've beaten the Titans. They've beaten the Bengals. And, you know, I think they have more upside than the Dolphins right now. So that that's kind of my logic. And, you know, this game doesn't really deserve much more talking about it. So let's go on to the next one because here we have this one's going to peter i mean it's obviously going to peter peter you doubted the eagles last week against your other you know you know baby in the broncos and you know they came up they came up strong against the, the broncos on the road in my Ohio stadium um <clears throat> so here they are playing host to the saints it's i'm surprised that it's only a one and a half point line um but 
again, you doubt the Eagles. So, you know, go ahead and tell us why you've turned your back on the Eagles. Well, I don't know. I just, you know, I think uh, my Eagles love earlier in the season might have been a little more function of their schedule and the matchups. Um, you know, obviously, I think they're, you know, not a bad team, but, um, you know, I'm not the hugest Eagles guy in the world. Um, I was surprised that they beat Denver last week. Um, Denver, I just can't really figure out the season. I think they're going to probably have two or three more games. I can. I, I can figure out. the Broncos out. I can figure the Broncos out. They're bad. Uh, there we go. Well, well, they're figured, they are bad, but I think they're going to have a few more like crazy defensive games the rest of the season. That's going to make me think they're good the next week, and then they're going to let me down again. Um, but regardless, uh, I like the Saints in this game here. Um, I'm a huge proponent of the Saints defense. Um, you know, neither neither team's offense really uh, completely excites me without um, you know Jameis playing. There's some you know Kamara obviously is going to run the ball well um, and. You know they'll score some points both teams uh but i i just uh i think the best unit on this field is the saints d so i'm gonna run with that all right yeah i think i think that's i think that's really similar logic to what we all have and you know the, the broncos on bye week still catching strays for me uh and here's another team coming up that will always catch strays for me uh the benefactor of uh, easy three weeks of the season the carolina panthers are playing host to the washington football team obviously the football team is coming off of a big win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Taylor Haneke played amazing in my my book. 26 for 32, 256, one touchdown. Um, no interceptions. And, you know, I think the I think I'm gonna take the football team to ride that momentum and beat up on a on a, on a team I have no faith in. So how about uh Dan, you have you've been out of it for a second. So give me your take on the football team, and then we'll go to Luke for his take on the Panthers. Yeah, I've got Washington as well. Um, obviously, it looked great last week um, against against Tampa Bay, and I, I looked to that drive in the fourth quarter uh, to to put the game on ice. Longest drive in the NFL this season: 19 plays, 80 yards, over 10 and a half minutes. I think that was kind of a you know big confidence boost for this team to be able to do that uh, against a team as good as Tampa Bay. But you know, word on the street is they're starting Cam Newton down in Carolina, and. For I don't know about Luke and Peter. Maybe that's the reason you're picking the Panthers, but that's the reason I'm picking Washington because and people got all hyped about Cam Newton last week. The guy had it was three or four passing and obviously threw a touchdown and had three carries rushing and one of those was for a touchdown. So and the and the Panthers look great, you know. So I, I think that's how you use Cam Newton is a you know red zone type guy, not not necessarily over the course of a full season. You know, we all saw him last year. I, I don't trust him to be able to pass the ball. Washington has a really good rush defense, you know, average under 100 yards rushing game allowed. You know, McCaffrey and Cam Newton, I, I don't think are going to run over Washington, especially with Ron Rivera coaching down there. So I think it's a little bit of a revenge game for Ron Rivera. And I think Heineke is a better quarterback in this game. 100% agree. Uh, watching that Panthers game, and Luke could talk about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That game, the 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 Panthers Cardinals game was uh, Colt McCoy versus Philip Walker. Um, so so Luke, you know, with with Philip Walker and Cam Newton as the the one two combo, what makes you you know pick the Panthers? Yeah, I just think it's another week back in the system for Cam. You know, it was impressive what he was able to do in his limited capacity. I like what Dan said about, you know, kind of a red zone guy, maybe a Taysom Hill type guy, you know, for, for Carolina. But, 
you know, I think this is another week that McCaffrey's back, and I think they're going to keep increasing his workload. And uh, as good as the rush defense is for Washington, you know, I think it's hard when you've got so many prongs in that rushing attack with both Cam and uh, McCaffrey. And and uh, certainly later in the game when they're trying to ice, you know, things, Hubbard played pretty well, and he, he racked up 9 or 10 or 11 carries. So um, we'll see. This, this game is going to be, you know, really i think it's going to be within one score for sure um but but i just don't see the consistency enough of of washington and i know i'm saying that about carolina um but but i think a lot of times when you 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 tend to see in the nfl it's just the way she goes you know you have a big win against a you know a top caliber opponent or at least a you know higher tier opponent and then uh and then you kind of falter the next week so it will be interesting to see kind of the true heart of this washington team and, and and what you know in a game that you know maybe they should be more competitive in than against tampa bay um so excited to see but but i like carolina cams back and uh and so is cmc which i think was a reason you know partially that they struggled you know for so long you know in his absence yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's going to be a big, big get back. So let's let's go on uh, to the next one. And this one, Luke, uh, not Luke, uh, Peter is going to go to you. And here's I'm going to I'm going to, I'm going to open you up with with uh, you know Brad patented stupid question. So uh, Trevor Lawrence redraft is he the number one pick? Well, I you know that's a tough question because there are like multiple ways to attack that. I think like in the pure like you're drafting him since um you know you're gonna have him forever uh probably but if you're ranking the best uh you know qbs so far i would say he's third at best um you know i would put uh mac jones one in fields two ahead of him i wouldn't say i necessarily would still draft mac jones from trevor lawrence to like you know kind of show that distinction in there but uh, but yeah, no, it's it's been an interesting rookie class for sure. But I think you know all of them have showed promise to a certain extent. No uh, clear busts this far, at, you know, even with some of Zach Wilson's struggles, for example. All right, so to the to the game. Obviously, the 49ers coming off of a big win at home. You know, I think they have one of the worst home field records in the NFL over the last like three years. But they a big win at home against the Rams, who are on by, and the Jaguars coming off of a close loss to the Colts. And the reason I asked the question I did is because, I mean, Trevor Lawrence looked, I mean, I guess uninspired would be the word. I think he had, he was like 45% completion, under 200 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Basically a non-factor in the game as a quarterback. So, you know, I guess you can talk about the 49ers here because, uh, yeah, I mean, go for it. Just talk about this game in general and talk about why you're picking, why we're all picking the 49ers here. Yeah, you know, I was a little nervous about this game at first glance because, you know, the Jags have had multiple close losses in a row, um, you know, to the Colts, to the Bills. Uh, there might be one or two more in there. Um, and, you know, at some point they're going to break through. You know, similarly, or not similarly, but, you know, alternatively, San Francisco is coming off a huge win um, at, you know, the Rams. So, you know, you kind of think like, you know, maybe, you know, it's a letdown game for the Niners and, you know, the Jags been getting so close. Is this the time they break through? Um, you know, and it's in Jacksonville too. So you never know, but I think it's just too hard to pick against uh, the Niners right now. You know, impressive win. Their defense looked the best it has all season. Obviously Stafford, you know, didn't play great, but you got to give the defense some credit there. Um, you know, and I think their offense is just going to be able to keep rolling. I haven't been 
super impressed with the uh, Jags defense. Obviously, they held the Bills to nine points or whatever, but I don't think that's necessarily indicative of how they're going to play every week. So, uh, yeah, I think you just got to go with the Niners roster here. Okay. Okay. Um, for the sake of time, let's move on. This one's going to Dan. Dan, the Las Vegas Raiders got absolutely throttled by the Chiefs, who maybe they're back. Maybe they're not. Uh, we can talk about that in the next game. And maybe we'll, we'll have to throw it over to you the next game to tell us if you think the Chiefs are back. But um, for for the Raiders, I mean, obviously the Bengals coming off of a bye week and then a big, like a, they got blown out by the, the the Browns a couple, two weeks ago. And the, the Raiders got blown out by the Chiefs on Monday night or Sunday night, whatever, whatever primetime game was last week. So, you know, talk about this game because this is a this is kind of a fight for like the seventh or sixth seed in the AFC. Uh, you know, this could have big playoff playoff uh, implications down the line. Yeah, it, it certainly could. Um, this is a game that's you know, the two teams that probably were a lot different a month ago than they are right now. You know, two teams that have kind of been crumbling. Um, Cincinnati coming off a of bye. Um, you know, hopefully they've got some of their issues fixed. But you know, it, it, the issue for me has been Joe Burrow leading the NFL in interceptions, you know, he just has been careless with the football and that that's not a recipe for success. I mean, it's not like Derek Carr has been a whole lot better, but um, Burrow is kind of going through those growing pains a little bit of, of decision-making with the football. And, and you look at uh, the game uh, a couple weeks ago against Cleveland, you know, Burrow threw a huge pick six. I mean, Baker played, played pretty solid. You know, Chubb was great. I mean, it was all phases of the game. That, that beat Cincinnati. It wasn't one aspect. It was kind of everything that was deficient for Cincinnati. And of course, the week before, you know, they lose to the Jets in the in the Mike White game there. Um, but I, I think the Raiders have just been closer to it maybe than Cincinnati has. The, Cincinnati's been a little bit polarizing. Um, obviously, a tough one uh, against KC on Monday night for the Raiders on on Sunday night rather. Um, but you know, I I, I think that. They kind of ran into a, a Kansas City team with their backs against the wall, and you, know, you never want to play them when they're like that. So um, I, I think the Raiders win this game uh, just because I, at this point, just I can't trust the Kansas City or the, the Cincinnati offense with the football. Um, and I don't think Joe Mixon is really helping out in the rush game either. It's kind of all on Burrow, and he's felt like he's had to do too much, and because of that, he's thrown picks. All right, uh, let's give this to so I guess to Luke. Talk about the the Bengals for a little bit. Um, like I said, this is a this is a battle for playoffs, and you know this could be a tiebreaker down the line. So, you know, one like talk speak to you know Dan's point about you know ball security, Burrow having to do it all. You know, how do you feel about the Bengals? Yeah, the Bengals are. You know, I picked first of all. I'll say I picked this t. I picked this game because Cincinnati's coming off a of bye. Um, the the Raiders have you know so much going on. I, it's a miracle that they're even you know a competent football team at this point with all that's been going on, certainly off the field. Um, but but I think you know Dan's Dan's pretty pretty much spot on in, in terms of the the Bengals struggles, and I think it was a you know kind of a brutal way to go into their bye a couple of weeks ago with a you know 41 17 or 16 or whatever it was throttling to to a division rival in state rival and all that. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to see. Uh, you know, it's all about Burrow, right? It's it's all about how he is able to command this offense and. 
you know, well, certainly, you know, you look at, you know, what Mixon's been able to do. He's kind of been bailing them out in terms of the ground. And, you know, this is another team that, you know, their receiving core just should be, you know, lights out. And maybe that's Burrow's fault for not getting it to them. But, uh, you know, you've got Chase, you've got T. Higgins, um, you know, you've got who Boyd too, right? Who I thought was going to be a thousand yard receiver potentially this year. And, um, We'll see. I, I like Cincinnati to, to bounce back in this game. I think to your point, Brad, it's got massive implications in in uh, playoff contention right now. You know, both teams with the same record, but the the Raiders have the state have the tiebreaker based on best win percentage in conference games. And so um, certainly I think a head to head would be, you know, the ultimate tiebreaker. Right. But uh, but you know if down the line you know something crazy happens i think this game just is a huge one so um i think the the one point spread is is pretty spot on um i would like the raiders a little bit more if they weren't kind of slumping into this game you know with a couple tough losses and cincinnati being on the bye so um you know we'll have to see down the stretch for these teams i'll just say one more thing obviously this could be my afc north bias i picked every team in the afc north to win this week uh, and so maybe maybe I'm biased, but you know, having watched the Steelers Raiders game a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago now, I mean Henry Ruggs was a big deal in that game, and you know I don't I don't want to you know drone on that with that point too much, but I mean he had a he had a dagger winning like a dagger game ceiling touchdown against them, and it was noticeable how the Steelers defense played because of Henry Ruggs being in the game. And I think that, I think that could be a big, a big part of the, the Raiders, you know, slide here recently, um, you know, as horrible as that is. Uh, with that being said, let's keep it with the AFC West here. Cause the, the chiefs, I mean, are they back or not? I mean, let's just, let's Dan, you think the chiefs are back. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I, I love this matchup. I, I cannot wait for this game. I'm so excited. Um, I I wanted to pick the Cowboys so bad, I really did. But the Chiefs last week, it wasn't just the fact that they crushed the Raiders. It was how they did it that showed me their back. You know, I just railed on Joe Burrow for being careless with the football. So I got to do the same to Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, he's thrown 10 interceptions. That's That's third in the NFL behind Burrow and Sam Darnold. So Mahomes has been a large part of their struggles not not just historically bad defense you know Mahomes has kind of felt that same pressure to do too much and force the ball but last week it was you get Kelsey going with those easy completions you know you don't just force feed Tyreek Hill you you use him wisely like they did and then I know Daryl Williams had that crazy touchdown uh, on, a, on a pass that Mahomes kind of chucked up there so maybe that one was a little bit lucky but in terms of how they use Daryl Williams and the running backs overall, you know, he had nine catches for over 100 yards. So that's that's Mahomes taking those checkdowns, taking that easy stuff, not trying to scramble around and force something and turn the ball over because that's when he's turned it over this year. Um, and I think the Chiefs defense is coming around a little bit. I certainly don't think it's as good as the Cowboys defense, but I think it's coming around to the point where it can support that offense. Um, I, I think the, the Cowboys are just playing the Chiefs at the wrong time. If this game is a month ago, I, I think hundred percent Dallas wins, but you know, I think Kansas city figured it out a little bit last week. Um, and with the way the AFC has been, I mean, the chiefs certainly are a contender. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll hold my thoughts for a second. Peter, why don't you jump in here? You obviously have the, the, the Cowboys. So, you know, why don't you break yourself, break it, break this down here. 
Well, honestly, I agree with Dan's point that uh, the Chiefs bounced back in an impressive way last week. But honestly, I thought the Dallas bounce back was even more impressive. Um, you know, blowing out the Falcons 43-3. to um, You know, I think at worst, you know, the Cowboys and Chiefs offense is kind of washed right now. And um, I think the Cowboys defense is, you know, kind of head and shoulders above the Chiefs defense. Um, but, you know, otherwise, I think... You know, Kellen Moore has just been doing an outstanding job outside, you know, a couple games this season of really having that Dallas offense completely humming. You know, they've obviously, Dak's a great QB. You know, Zeke's a good running back, you know, maybe not quite at his most elite level that he's been at, um, you know, and some good receivers there. But what he's been able to, like, scheme up has just been very encouraging. Um, so I, I just, I'm rolling with that, um, and I'm rolling with Dallas here. Okay, here's my take. The Chiefs aren't back. Here's my take. That, that's my take. Um, but I will say, uh, in terms of how they did it, it was good to see Travis Kelsey get into the game a little bit. And I'll read you his his yards in the last few games. You know, starting with let's say, you know, week four at the Eagles. I'm, I'm okay. To be fair, I'm cutting out 200 yard games against the Ravens and the Chargers. But after that, he went 23 yards, 57 yards, 99 yards, 65 yards, 27 yards, 68 yards. And then he had 119 yards. <clears throat> on on Sunday night, <clears throat> so I think he is a is the linchpin. Like uh, Dan said, I think that I think he plays a big role in tr- in not having to f- to force feed, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill on the outside. You know, I think Hill had eighty three yards on 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 Sunday. <clears throat> so I will say that's that's uh, you know comforting in, in terms of the Chiefs being back but I'm still you know you can't just tell me that they're back without me seeing them go I think this game will decide it uh if their defense can can you know withstand the Cowboys in some way or another in order for them to win this game then then I think we can say that they're back but I'm not I'm not ready to say that they're back just yet so, so that's that's my take on this and and uh Luke do you think that the Chiefs are back? Uh, and do you think like the the Cowboys are just better or or? Yes, that's exactly what I think. Actually, I think the Chiefs have you know they still have a lot of work to do, but they're right now they're in the driver's seat of the AFC West. They've got the they've got the division lead. They're the fourth seed right now, and so um, I think that you know they have to play a little bit more consistency, with, play with a little more consistency. But uh, I absolutely think that you know Dallas is uh, is is you know, playing like, you know, we have not seen from this, you know, previous years. So I, I like Dan, I'm really, really excited for this game. I have absolutely no idea how, you know, the dominoes could fall here, but, but I, you know, from based on what we've seen, based on the eye tests, uh, Dallas is just a way more complete and disciplined uh, and, and, you know, really cunning team. All right. Speaking of complete teams, Probably the most complete team within the head of their quarterback. The Arizona Cardinals are heading to Luke's Seattle Seahawks. And um, hold on. Okay, we got we to gotta hurry this up. But uh, Luke, this one's going back to you. So, um, you know, obviously your beloved Seahawks, I think you picked them every week except for last week. Uh, mm-hmm. You couldn't roll with the rest of the squad and and pick the and pick the, the Seahawks against the Packers. But you were correct. So, you know, fair enough, I guess. But Tell me, you know, what about the Seahawks from last week has made you pick them against your pronounced best team? 
Well, I'm calling it audible because I did not think Kyler was going to be ready to play. And it looks like he actually is going to be ready to play. So therefore, I hate to turn the back on my children, the Seattle Seahawks. As much as I do think Russell Wilson is going to play with his back up against the wall, Seahawks three and six need to turn it around. This will be his first kind of fully healthy you know, game. He's, you know, he's been practicing. It seems like it's been going well. Um, but I'm also, you know, have been a fan of the Cardinals all year long. Um, and I'm really encouraged to see that about Kyler. So I'm going to officially on the record, change my pick to Arizona, because as you said, Brad, they're a really complete team. They looked really lost, uh, you know, last week without Kyler, but I think, uh, you know, I'm hoping at least that uh, that he'll be back. And I think good the mark of good teams is you don't lose two games in a row. And I think uh, they avoid that, uh, you know, with their with their best player at the helm. All right. So another patented dumb thing that I'll say, um, I'm rooting against the Seahawks because I desperately want, you know, Russell Wilson to think about going to Pittsburgh uh, next year. So, you know, <laughs> if, if the Seahawks finish the season three and 14, hey, that's that's good for me. Uh, I'll take that. And, you know, the more unhappy Russ is, the, the happier I am. Uh, so not that not that he will ever come to Pittsburgh after his like list leaked uh, where he was like, uh, you know, only big markets. You know, Pittsburgh is a big market, but you know, not in the sense I think that he wants. So speaking of Pittsburgh, you know, tie in. They're coming off of one of the most dreadful, depressing games uh, I've ever watched in my of any sport. That I've ever watched, and I'm a Knicks fan. I mean, you'd so, rather have a loss, wouldn't you? Yeah, and a tie. So, so I was actually thinking about this. This is actually, uh, it's the the tie is significant for Tomlin's streak of never having a losing record, because it, it kind of gives one more option, right? Like, because now they can go eight eight and one, and it's not a losing season. So, um, yeah, that's big. Uh, that's big. Uh, so we take those. But like, yeah, no, that game. Like I said, I, I think I watched like, you know, maybe the last two quarters or so overtime in the fourth quarter. And it was just ab- absolutely an abomination. Uh, Mason Rudolph proved he's not the quarterback of the future for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is Haskins? No. <laughs> I, I was wondering why Haskins wasn't playing because the Steelers know. The, same thing. the Steelers know that Mason. And to be fair, it was raining in Pittsburgh last week. Uh, people were dropping balls. Obviously, Pat Fryermuth basically you know, choked the game sure. away, um, you know, with a drop, a couple, two drops, I think, in overtime. Uh, the bad fumble in overtime. I mean, it was just an absolute, you know, it was, they were playing hot potato with the the win and the Lions were like calling timeouts in overtime. So that like they were playing for a, a win, but they were helping the Steelers. It was, it was really weird. The whole game was weird. Um, but here's the thing. The Chargers defense is so bad. Even the Steelers' offense can score points against this team. Okay, Najee Harris, maybe this is going to be his career high so far. Now, I could see him rushing for 150, 200 yards against this Chargers defense. And I like our, our defense against the Chargers' offense. So I think we match up well against the Chargers. And that's why I'm taking the Steelers. So uh, how about we give it to... I'm, I'm trying to think of who hasn't talked much. Maybe Dan or Peter. I don't, I don't know. Peter. How about Peter? You know, talk about the Chargers, I guess. They're, they lost to the Vikings. So... I don't understand, you know, what's what's up with this this Pittsburgh hate here? Well, you know, I think uh, Justin Herbert might have been prematurely anointed both on this podcast by people, including myself, as well as other places in the sports media. Um, but yeah, the Chargers defense is a disaster. 
Um, that's definitely something to be concerned about. But, you know, I, I've watched a couple Steelers games now. I like, you know, similar to you, I caught, you know, the tail end of the Lions game. I obviously watched the entire Bears game. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of, you know, other games. I don't know, man. Like, just seeing what I've seen, like, both of these teams, you know, absolutely crap the bed sometimes. But I feel like what I've seen ceiling-wise is much better out of the Chargers. So I'm just going to run with that. But, like, if, you know, you told me this is a 17-10 game that was just, like, filthy, wouldn't really surprise me. Here's my thing, guys. And this is definitely some some cope, some hope. Think about think about some Super Bowl teams in the past. Think about you know the O2 Buccaneers in elite defense, the, the 2000 Ravens, elite defense, the 2006 Chicago Bears, elite defense, Pittsburgh Steelers, elite defense. The AFC is wide open. For- Does that make Justin Fields an elite quarterback then? I can't even do the logic that you're trying to do. Well, um, I mean, after that second half, if the Steelers are an elite defense, as you're implying, I'm just doing a little, you know, transitive property here. Yeah, but the thing about elite quarterbacks is they don't suck balls in the first half. Um, <laughs> that, so, <laughs> that might be fair. That might be fair. So, uh, okay. So, wow. I think this game, we've, we've done enough. We, we've uh, we've beat it all up. <clears throat> so, next, next game. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you guys are making faces about. All right, next game. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off of a horrid loss to the football team. Going against the New York Giants, who I'm were they on a bye week last week? I think they were. Yeah. Um yeah. going off of a bye. Uh two weeks ago, they you know, they they beat the the Raiders. Um so you know, up and coming Giants team going up against the, the Buccaneers, but we're all on the Bucks. So let me give this to Dan. Take us out here. Take close us down for the the night. Um, you know, go break down this game. I don't, I don't know. I don't have a good question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, just simple. I, the Bucks aren't going to lose three in a row. I mean, they're too good, and that that's not going to be against the Giants. You know, Giants have had some spots here and there. A couple weeks ago against Carolina looked really good. Uh, I guess that was almost a month ago now. Um, but Bucks aren't going to lose three in a row, and I think Tom Brady is still mad at the Giants for what happened earlier in his career in the Super Bowl. I think uh, he played not too great last week. I think Tom Brady comes out, lights it up, has a great game, and the Buccaneers kind of get back to who they are. Um, A tough one for the Giants to go into Tampa Bay coming out of the bye. Uh, I I think the Giants are just completely outmanned here. Okay. So for the sake of time, Luke's got to go. I've got some assignments due at midnight real quick. Um, So I'm just going to read off your college football locks, and we'll call it a night here. Okay, so uh, first one is Peters keeping up with the Wisconsin picks. Have they been doing you well? Well, I've been when when I bet them and when I haven't, but they're on a six-game win streak, so. But they're one and one, right? You're you're picking them on the pod is one and one. Two and one? Two and one. Okay, two and one. I'm blind. Uh, Okay, so he's picking them as the eight-point favorite against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Moving on, Dan, you've got UCLA minus three versus, of course, when I type in UCLA, the football team doesn't come up because it's a real school. Uh, Again, minus three against the Trojans, uh, battle for the heart of uh, LA. And then Luke, oh, this is a fun game. Three and a half point favorites over Michigan State Spartans. 
Uh, oh, I'd sorry. Love... OU is Oklahoma. Sorry, three and a half point favorites I... against Iowa State. That's my fault. That's my fault. Uh, OSU. You know that. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Like Luke said, three and a half points favorite over Iowa State this weekend. And I'd love to talk about college football. I, th- I think I sent Luke a rant, you know, like a five paragraph rant about the college football selection committee. Uh, but we don't have time tonight. Maybe next week. Uh, with that, thank you guys for listening. Enjoy week 11 of the NFL season. And, you know, have a good night. See ya.